Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. It is John Chuckery Show live on this Monday evening with you as, well, we get ready for the Falcons to make their cuts down to the 53-man roster. We kind of pretty much figure who is going to stay, who's going to go, and everything like that. So let's head out to the wadefort.com hotline. Let's talk to our friend of the show, our buddy Michael Rothstein, who covers the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN. ESPN.com is where you can check out all of his work. And you can follow him on the Twix as he likes to call Look it. Look at that. Uh, I mean, listen, you know, again, gimmick infringement. At uh, at Mike Rothstein. Mike, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes on the show with me tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, if you know who's on the 53-man roster already, can you pass that along so I don't have to do a whole bunch of work tomorrow? That would be great. Well, listen, they've they've already started cutting guys down. So, I mean, you know, we knew that, uh, you know, and, I, and I'll ask you this. I mean, you know, look, I, I thought Jalen Mayfield did some good things in the preseason, I thought he had some struggles as well. You know, again, it, I think it's more about an opportunity for him to latch on with somebody. But, you know, talk to me a little bit about just, you know, his time kind of here and, you know, some of the shortcomings and stuff. And obviously, you know, they're moving on from him, you know, as a third-round pick on this team. Yeah, listen, I mean, it, he he did do some, some okay things during camp, but – it became pretty evident to me in games. It just wasn't clicking. It was, it wasn't working out. And we saw that really in the last two pre, I thought he played very well in the first preseason game against Miami. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then against Cincinnati, he had a really big opportunity that whole week camp. Arthur Smith talked about how the swing tackle job was open. It's wide open for him to take it. And he didn't take it. He, he he did not take it, and it wasn't close, and he gave up a couple sacks. And, and then, you know, he got moved back to the third team, more or less. That next week in practice, they gave Josh Miles an opportunity, and we'll see if Josh Miles is the guy they end up keeping on the roster as the third tackle. And Jalen Mayfield then played in the second half, gave up a couple more sacks, and at some point it's production. And good on this staff, by the way, for uh, – Saying that you know they talk a lot about well you know it's it's about merit we're going to keep the best guys and they showed they they kind of put their money where their mouth was a little bit and showed that they were willing to do that by moving on from really their first it's the first first or second day pick that Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot have taken that they've been willing to move on from and to me that sends a very clear message to the locker room of where they're going to keep the best guys. And the guys that they believe in are trying to develop. And, and that's where it stands. Because how can you put 
you know, and that's just really what it is. And I know that there's part of this fan base has been absolutely awful toward Jalen Mayfield, by the way. And, and that's unfortunate because at the end of the day, it's still a guy losing his job. And that's, that's hard. That's hard on anyone. That's something to really keep in mind in the next 24 hours. That if you're t- starting to celebrate somebody getting cut, don't. And uh, whether it's the Falcons or any other team, because these, these are, we're talking about layoffs here, like firings. That's what, that's what cut down day really is. But for Jalen Mayfield's case, it just never really came together. They, try, you know, and we all it all started really in his first training camp because they had him out at tackle while Caleb McGarry was not at practice. He comes back, they move him inside to guard. No real plans of playing him at that point. He was supposed to back up Josh Andrews. Josh Andrews gets hurt right after they do cut downs. Uh, within the 24 hours after that, and Jalen Mayfield is all of a sudden thrust into a position he hasn't played in a long time or, or not much of. And he started every game. It did not go well. Last year, he started back at guard, got hurt early in camp, came back at, in his natural position as a tackle. And then during camp this year, you know, had opportunities. Yeah, At some point, you have to wonder if it's a confidence thing with him. And that, that's really kind of how it all shook out with Jalen Mayfield. It's unfortunate but that that's just sometimes how it goes. Is there some eerie similarities, though, with what's going on now? You've got a guy being thrust in a position. I know he's worked at, at left guard through all of training camp and everything, but he's still a rookie playing a new position. I mean, he literally started in a practice at the Senior Bowl playing guard for the first time. Um, you have a young center that's still going to stand behind him. You've got a, a veteran to his left, but you're going to have a young center that's still going to be to his right that's still trying to figure out and learn the game, sort of like what Hennessy was you know, a couple of years ago. Is there some eerie similarities to what's going on with you know, the left guard spot now this year and Matthew Bergeron being kind of thrust into the position of having to assume that starter's role? Uh, sure. I mean, on a, I'm going to sound like Arthur Smith here. On a surface level, sure. But, uh, listen, every player is different. Mm -hmm. You know, Matthew Bergeron also really expected to play guard, it sounds like, throughout the draft process. And not only was he working at guard during training camp, he was working at guard during rookie minicamp, during OTAs. Will there be a learning curve for him? Still, yeah, absolutely. 100% there'll be a learning curve for him. But there will be a learning curve for him no matter where he played on the offensive line because he's a rookie. So I'm not sitting there and thinking that it'll be the same thing all over again. You know, I I just don't see that scenario playing out because Jalen Mayfield was literally thrust into that spot a week before, like the last week of training camp. Right. Like – Matthew Bergeron's been at this for a few months. He hasn't seen a ton of work in a game yet, sure, but he's been at this for long enough where, you know, some of the movements, some of the motions are going to be more familiar to him. And also it's very possible that he's just a better player too. And that goes into it as well. And, you know, he's got Drew Dahlman, who's now a full year playing center next to him. Uh, and obviously Jake Matthews. So, the rest of the line has even more continuity than it did two years ago that, you know, there is a lot more that can, can kind of be, you know, be done. And I mean, the last part of it too, Chuck is, is this is, you know, I, I'm, I'm being very careful with my words here because I don't want to offend any 
uh, Matt Ryan fans. But Matt Ryan was great at extending plays, but Matt Ryan held on to the ball a long time. And Desmond Ritter is, a, is more mobile than Matt Ryan, and you get the sense that he's going to maybe take off and go a little quicker than, than Matt Ryan did, and that can lead to some sacks too. Absolutely. And, you know, I thought one of the interesting things that Arthur Smith said was, you know, it it's a little bit different in today's NFL. And obviously the idea of this big dump of players that are all going to be on the open market. And Arthur Smith was talking about the idea of being active and still, you know, looking at guys and still evaluating guys. How I think the Falcons are eighth on the waiver wire, if I'm, if I'm correct on that. How yeah. active do you think that they're going to be as – we get past these cuts. Are they going to be active, or are they pretty pretty comfortable with what they have right now? It's going to depend who's there. That's next to impossible to predict right now because for every player that they sign, they also have to get rid of one of their guys, and they've really felt their camp was competitive, and they like a lot of the guys they have. Now, it might depend on how many guys go on injured reserve, too. Like, if you only have say, two guys that you send over to IR, well, that's two less spots unless there's areas you want to improve. And there could be a couple of areas to me that I could see them looking to make a move to improve, offensive tackle being one of them, Uh, at least, again, mostly with depth. I don't think they'll find a starter or a day one starter out there, but I could see inside linebacker being a place. I could see... Uh, wide receiver potentially being a place. I could see corner being a place. And I could see uh, offensive tackle. And I would even say maybe running back, too, although their their group of running backs is pretty good. So those are the areas I would look at, but also look at, well, who gets let go in Tennessee? Who from New Orleans' defense potentially gets let go? Is there somebody Ryan Nielsen really likes that – fits his defense well that they just couldn't get because they were under contract or or what have you. You know, some of that can come into play too. So it's tough to say how active they'll be, but uh, if there's a player that they really want that they can get a claim in on and and feel it and then get that claim, they're going to do it. It's not like they're just going to sit there and stand pat because they've got their 53 plus 16 on the practice squad. Mike Rothstein joining me here on the waitfor.com hotline Falcons reporter for ESPN.com. So we got some good news on Jeff Okuda. Do you think that they just leave him on the roster? Do you feel like he'll be back in the first couple of weeks that they'll have the, there won't be any short-term IR with him? Or what, what are you kind of reading into how quickly Jeff Okuda comes back? Um, I mean, listen, if you listen to what Arthur Smith says, he's been cautious. I would, say, I would describe it, and these are my words, that he's cautious, been cautiously optimistic the whole time. But – we'll see what that looks like. And they'll have a decision to make probably in the next 48 hours or so about what they want to do with guys like Jeff Okuda, guys like Daryl Hodge, guys like Cordero Patterson, guys that you, you pretty feel pretty comfortable are going to be on the roster. And I mean, in Patterson and Okuda's case are going to be on the roster. And I imagine Hodge as well that, well, when can they come back? Will they be back by Monday? Uh, Will they miss week one, but you can get them back by week two? Will Is it a, you know what, they might be back in week three, but could use a week ramp up. So then all of a sudden you talk about, well, okay, they're out three weeks. 
maybe you just sit him four because remember week four is a trip to London and that's a little mm-hmm. bit of a different deal uh, in terms of your practice week and in terms of your rehab week. So that, that could play into a factor as well. Maybe not a huge factor, but a factor nonetheless. So all of that is being said, I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do with Jeff Okuda, but it, the way Arthur Smith talked, it sounds like there's at least a hope that he'll be back before to where they wouldn't have to put him on on short-term IR. But we also know that they've been very cautious with injuries throughout Arthur Smith's tenure in Atlanta. So if they feel like a guy, to me, is not going to be back, and you know he's probably not going to be back till week four at the earliest, I could see them saying, you know what, make it week five. Yeah, I, and I agree. I, I, again, I don't think there's any hurry to get Jeff Okuda back on the field, you know, and, and try to rush him back. Last question for you, Mike. Um, you know, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about from among fans about, you know, well, did we play the starters enough or this, that, and the other? You know, my my thought about that is, look, it's a different NFL, and, and guys just don't play. I mean, you get little blips and bloops and things like that, but the whole dress rehearsal thing is just kind of a thing of the past. I mean, I, you know, again, I, I know fans have been kind of upset just in the idea of, not seeing enough of Desmond Ritter and things like that. But I just tell people, look, it's a different league. It's just a different way of doing things nowadays. Well, yeah, but also, like, that, the, the part on that, too, is fans will get more mad if they put Desmond Ritter out there and Desmond Ritter gets hurt. Right. Like, that's, that's the whole thing here. And when you're talking about the third preseason game specifically, remember, Drew Dahlman, Chris Lindstrom, so two-fifths of that offensive line we're probably not going to play in that game anyway because both of them have been dealing with some minor stuff, right? Like there's not a concern that they'll miss week one or anything like that. Dalman even returned to practice over the weekend. But there was no way that Arthur Smith, and it would have been, you, you want to talk about getting criticized. Arthur Smith would have and should have been criticized if he did not have his starting center, his starting right guard there, and then he put his first team offense out there. Mm-hmm. Like, and not, not, I'm not even talking about just Desmond Ritter. I'm talking about Tyler Algier. I'm talking about Bijan Robinson. Like, wh- why would you do that and risk that with two guys, especially when you know the Steelers are playing their starters? Like, what, what, what good does that do you? So they get another 10 snaps? I mean, that's really what we're talking about yeah. here, yeah. right? Like people, people are like, oh, well, Pittsburgh played their star- starters. Sure, they played them a couple of series. Like, but what if if you think the twelve snaps is going to make the difference between the team winning or losing this year? I, I, I you, I, I don't even know what to tell you. Well, that's that's why I talk about the practices that with Miami. Well, yeah, the joint practices. Yeah, are the, the, those are, are way more valuable. Matter. Yeah, yeah, those are way more valuable than than what you're going to see in a preseason game. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, look, I again, it, it's a different league. You don't get guys hurt. You don't have the dress rehearsals. I mean, it, it's just it, it's not the same. It's not the same thing that we're used to seeing. So I I agree with you. I mean, listen, I'm not. I'm not arguing with you, but, you know, again, I know that there are fans that have talked about the idea of just they wanted to see more of the starters. And, look, from an emotional standpoint, sure. But from a football business aspect of things, I don't think it made a lot of sense. 
No, to play no to play the starters in that third preseason game. No, I. Now here's the thing: if Lindstrom and Dahlman were healthy, I could have seen a scenario where they play, especially since Pittsburgh starters played some good on good. You're getting some good work in there, especially since you didn't have a joint practice with with them. Because could have absolutely seen that. But the second that those two guys were out, you're why would you do that? Right. Like, everything is scenarios now. And just because it's good for one team doesn't mean it's good for everybody else. You know, look at the Rams. The Rams didn't play their starters at all a few years ago. And what did they do? Oh, yeah, they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's every, every team is different. Every scenario is different. I understand the argument here in terms of wanting to get your starters more work and, like, fans want that. But you got to remember, and Chuck, I've said this on your show a couple times, the number one goal of preseason, it's very simple, for, for guys that are going to be on the team, going to be in your 22, or I would even say 30, 35, right, your top 35 guys, your main goal is very simple. Get to week one with as many of those guys healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. Yep. How do you do that? You don't put them in potentially dangerous situations any more than what an NFL game already is. Yep. And that's, that's what Arthur Smith did. Very simple. Mike Rothstein covers the Atlanta Falcons for ESPN. Check out his work at ESPN.com. And he's on the, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm saying it, Twix at Mike Rothstein. Mike. Yeah, it's, it's X. It's like X that's now formerly uh, known as Twitter. It's like it's like when Prince used the symbol. Um, like, that's what it is now, right? Yeah. I, you can yeah, follow I, me on Instagram at Mike Rothstein, too. But that's a lot. there's a lot of travel advice there and, and, and food advice as well as your daily dose of Falcons. And many pictures of me when I have to do ESPN radio things. Uh, in my stories, so you can see angsty faces of me all the time if you're into that. Yeah, I'd rather call it Zagnut, but that's just me. So, anyway, <laughs> Mike, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes on the show tonight. We'll certainly chat again soon. Anytime. You got it. John Chuck, we'll be back. Sports Radio, not to the game, the Odyssey.com app. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. 
a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.